Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, the Rhode Island Blood Center, Providence Ballet Theater, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have comedian Kathleen Madigan. Kathleen's comedy specials, Bothering Jesus and Madigan Again, have been staples on streaming services for years. Her newest special, Hunting Bigfoot, will stream starting February 21st on Amazon Prime. She also has a podcast called Madigan's Pubcast. You can experience Kathleen Madigan live when she brings her boxed wine and tiny banjos tour to Foxwoods on March 31st or the Wilbur in Boston on April 1st. Hey Kathleen, you're on with John. Um, What is the date of the April show um, at the Wilbur? I believe it's April 1st. It is. I just did a video for that. There's two shows that night. Yeah. So, where are you right now? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville? I thought you were a Midwesterner. Well, I have my place in the Ozarks, but it's not very close to an airport, so when i got to fly a lot, I just go to Nashville. Oh, do you have a place to stay in Nashville? I do, uh-huh. Oh, so you? I thought you lived in Los Angeles, so did you move? Oh, I went out the, yeah, I left there long, about seven years ago. Yeah, I never did really take to it. <laughs> I never really liked it. Yeah, I can't but see it, how you it would. Was, yeah, it was good for work, but, you know, then after a while, you're like, okay, I'm good. I can go now. I can go be free. <laughs> <laughs> I find a lot of people just shift their stuff around because of uh, the airport situation. Yeah, it's a lot easier. There's a lake eight minutes from the National Airport and you just be on a lake and go right to the airport in eight minutes. It's a lot easier than dealing with like O'Hare or LAX or the New York airports. It's kind of crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially with the amount of flying you have to do, so. Yeah, Nashville's great because in the music industry there's flights everywhere. I mean, like there are billions of them. Like LA, New York, you go anywhere you want directly. It's not like a secondary market anymore, which is great. So you talk about Southwest a lot, but Southwest just had a big debacle. Yeah, thank God I was not part of that. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't even understand uh, how these people get away with this when they've been given so much money by the government. It was like during COVID, like two days after COVID, everything shut down. All the airlines were screaming, you know, oh my God, we're broke. I'm like, I have drunk comedians that have enough money to make it to July. <laughs> how how drunk friends, I mean, drunks that'll be like, yeah, I'm good till the middle of summer. You know, you're Delta. Where's your money? You're Southwest. Where's the money? Yeah. And then they took the money from the government and they still didn't update their stuff. No, they just re- they bought back their stocks and, you know, made yeah, more money the for themselves. Yeah, they buyback and then the CEOs got more bonuses. Like, no, 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 no. We shouldn't just give them the money. We should m- give them the money for the bill after it's done. Yeah, show me the, show me the bill that you did the work and then I'll give you the money. That's really crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I was just listening to uh, your Pubcast podcast. Yeah. And uh, where do you record that? Do you record it in the pub or do you record that at home? No, it's at home i'm just drinking during it so i just called it a pubcast just so it seemed a little more casual than a lot of the super serious ones it sounds like you have an audience of one that- yeah that's it Who? yeah but i didn't i didn't even want any more than that like i like my my uh friends were like aren't you gonna have guests i'm like no because then you gotta book them and then they cancel and it's just a you know it's a pain in the butt so uh, no guests 
iPad One, <laughs> and they didn't like it. So there you go. <laughs> who was in the background laughing? Oh, that's just a friend of mine in Nashville who was good with the tech stuff because I don't really understand. I didn't really understand how to set it all up, and I'm like, you can't be that hard. There's like 13 year olds doing this in basements. I mean, I can't be this backwards, but it turns out I am. So yeah, no, it's our, it's our age group. We're we're about the same age, and it's just you know, I I'm a technophobe, and I I have a flip phone. I I hate technology, but I have to use it because I'm a musician and you know I do this podcast and I do stuff but I hate technology yeah I could do without it truthfully it's it's not my thing either like when, when they show people lined up for the new Apple product I'm like yeah I might line up if they open a new Irish pub maybe <laughs> maybe but I mean to, to, to like I actually don't want to go in the Apple store ever I mean sometimes I have to because I have a laptop that's in it my phone's an Android like I it's just a mess yeah I, I I'm not interested either yeah, I just I just went through the whole phone mess last week. Uh, I dropped well, I dropped my phone in the toilet, and that was the end of it. Phone. Yeah, I it's a flip phone, so everybody was like, "Oh, you're gonna get a smartphone now?" No, I just got the same exact phone. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, zero interest. And in the, the great thing about an Android, though, is if there's a family text thread, nobody can get off the thread if they've included <laughs> the Android person until I say so or until I leave the thread <laughs> so it's like you're the you're the king of the kingdom and no one can leave the property until you say yes <laughs> i've watched your comedy uh your comedy specials a few times i wish you had a new one i mean i've been i've watched bothering jesus i don't know how many times and... oh there's a new one right around the corner oh, right around the corner good I good promise you I, yeah. I good good because I I've never seen you live because you know, I've never actually seen you come to Rhode Island usually in Boston or Connecticut and I never really catch wind of it and I just happened to look you up you know I've gotten to the point now where it's like if I know somebody's I like I'm gonna find out where they're playing that's how I found out you were actually playing this time you know I've seen Lewis I don't know I've seen I've seen Lewis met Lewis and talked to Lewis on the phone countless times but I've never never caught you and I've always wanted to see you because I think you're hysterical oh well thank you well to I me need, you, I still need people I still need people out there that haven't seen me yet so i can get another five years out of this before i retire <laughs> well i hope you don't retire for a while i mean to me you remind me of like a combination of uh cliff and norm sitting at the end of a bar talking on stage it's like it's it's like you're having a conversation with yourself on stage and you're goofing on your parents and you're making all these funny voices of these midwestern voices and irish voices and everything and it's just your whole perspective on things is is pretty damn funny and it's just it, it's just especially the parents thing because i can relate because i've got parents probably a little bit older than yours but in the same kind of demographic except your parents seem a little bit more liberal than mine hey, mine are pretty liberal for big people born in the 40s i gotta give them that um all in all and they really didn't ever flip that switch sometimes they flip and become conservative in old age they're still pretty liberal uh but i mean i could do a whole i have to restrain myself from doing more material about them because i don't want the whole show to be all about old people like but if i ever was going to do a show just about one thing that's what it would be about because everybody my age anywhere in this 10-year bracket is dealing with the exact same version kind of 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 what happens just the 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 whole oh my god watching them get old and then dealing with it it's funny and that's the one thing i could do like a whole hour on and it would but i don't want to bore the audience if they don't have parents that age they're probably like okay enough's enough like we've heard about this for 20 minutes now 
Oh, I, I find it hysterical because my parents have become, uh, you know, teenagers in their old age. I mean, they're in their mid-80s now, and they're teenagers. They go out to casinos. They go out to all hours of the night. They don't check in with anybody. They just leave. No, and- no, I know. I feel like I feel like I have two college students where they just show up at my house with laundry and dirty clothes, <laughs> and they're not, they're not necessarily telling me the truth like a college kid. They're right. real vague about, hey, man, where were you guys? I'm going to put LoJack on their car yeah. just so I can follow. Follow them. I got find my iPhone. I know where they're at because I have it. I have a, a version of that on my phone, so I can track them. Um, but it, it's like college students. They they got they have cash. They just <laughs> run around and take different medications and drink with friends and <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> what my parents vague. are doing yeah that's what my parents are doing and i got them a phone so i could keep tabs on them and what do they do they shut the phone off whenever they go out yeah or it's not charged for days exactly exactly I'm like mom i didn't buy you this nine million dollar iphone for it to sit in the glove compartment of the car <laughs> that wasn't the point <laughs> well i think your dad's phone discharged no no it's not no I, and he's I, deaf, so I can't talk to him on the phone because all I hear is a high-pitched ringing. <laughs> I like the thing where you said they when they bought the car, you know, you signed them up for Uber, Uber Black, or whatever it was. <laughs> and they're like, well, the phone's telling us we have to pick up this couple on our way to Florida, so if the phone tells us we have to do it. <laughs> she would totally do it. Oh. Except she watches so much of the ID channels, she's suspect of everyone. She thinks everyone's a mass murderer. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> So I've oh, heard I've, I've heard you refer to Ambien a few times in your specials. Ambien and boxed wine. Yeah, and Lunesta. Lunesta yeah. is my favorite. Yeah, I got away from the Ambien because my friend Scott took it one night, and he's bald, and he woke up and found a blow dryer in his microwave. And he doesn't <laughs> know how he did that. And I was like, okay, maybe I don't want to be doing that one. Yeah. Lunesta seems like a lighter, a lighter butterfly breeze. The ambient seems a little hardcore when people are walking around murdering people. Yeah, like, it's yeah. a trippy drug. Yeah. Very trippy. <laughs> I like your take on uh, you're a single woman with no kids. And I can relate because I don't have kids and don't want kids. But your whole viewpoint on the kids is, is pretty funny, especially... <laughs> When you were talking about the car seat and how you are the whole car seat debacle, but how you're shrinking and how, you know, you wish to be in a car seat when you become older, because then everybody can buckle you in and you can have your box wine in the car seat. That's going to be so great. I can't wait. I'm going to, I'm going to find some uh, millennial or a zoomer and pay him to be my driver. Uh, It's just going to be, I can't wait. Because I mean, the state law, most states, it's four foot ten or under. That's the law. And I'm only five, maybe one, maybe, probably not anymore. Probably five foot flat. So two more inches. <laughs> well, I just found out I shrunk two inches. So yeah, it happens. Yeah, I'm sixty. I'm sixty two, and I'm already down two inches. <laughs> I think my grandma was probably four nine at the end. Really? So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're the tiny, tiny Irish peasant people, much closer to the ground for the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> peasant stock. Peasant. I'm just coming off the flu, but I think you'll just get off being sick too. I just got a cold that won't go away. It just won't. I mean, this is like, it's fine. You know, I don't have a headache and my throat don't hurt. It's just, you wake up, you do two things. You're like, okay, ready for bed again. What time are we going to bed? Exactly. Uh, yeah, that. I've got bronchitis, yeah. so I'm, I'm. I had to. I had three gigs over the weekend that I had to cancel because of bronchitis. So. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks when that's when you were looking forward to them and that's the cash, and all of a sudden you don't have them because you can't sing without coughing. So it's not a good thing. Yeah, I just drugged myself up very much just to get through this twenty minutes. So. 
Yeah, the singing's way harder. I always think about that too. Like I, a couple weeks ago, I was coughing a ton, and I'm like, yeah, all I gotta do go is talk. If it doesn't bother them, it won't bother me. But singing would be a whole different matter. Oh yeah, yeah. I had steroids. I yeah. just just finished my steroids yesterday, and those things make you angry and irritable. So. Yeah, but they gave they gave me some too for that. But I'll tell you what, I got a lot done. Boy, they'll send you. Like my my mom my mom was a nurse forever, and she said, "Just remember those steroids. It's the only drug that'll let you walk to your own funeral." Yeah, like, right. I got true. it. Mom. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, did you watch uh, the series Ozark? Oh yeah, being yeah. being you know, from that area, kind of that area. Yeah, we owned a family resort when I was a teenager. We owned a resort for five years. It was just like that the blue the blue, the blue cat thing. Yeah, like we had gas wars with another resort. It was almost like the guys copied my life. I had to go look him up because really? like who is who is this person that basically and he's a guy from St. Louis who went to the Ozarks every summer. It's all legit. Like he just happened to do the same thing I did from age you know 12 to 17 and i I said you know if you could we're not um advanced enough for heroin like in the (laughs) show it was all about heroin i'm like you got to replace that with meth and it would seem a lot more believable or pot pot or meth but we're not we're not dealing with the um, mexican drug cartels kansas city but mob maybe i'll give i'll give you that i'll give you the st louis and the kansas city mob but the rest of it got a little it got so left field but i still liked it and i love jason bateman and everybody that lady who played the, the mom, Darlene. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, she was great. And Lewis actually knows her in real life. Oh, really? She's just, she's the polar opposite. She's like this sweet, you know, very kind, lovely lady. And she's, because we always make fun of my mom and call her Darlene. Like during COVID, <laughs> my, during COVID, my mom's hair got so long. I'm like, what's up, Darlene? Are we going to get a haircut? Or is this, come on, you're 75 years old. You look like a crazy person. But I thought the show was great. I mean, it got a little, obviously, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. But- Everything um, does, so it's just like yeah, push it. Everything jumps to shark at a certain point. I started season two of Hunters with Al Pacino, and I'm like, okay, I'll go along with this, but this is getting a little crazy. <laughs> this is getting real crazy. So one of the things that you referred to in the last special I saw was your Malaysian flight, that Malaysian flight you became <gasps> obsessed with. And all the time that you're doing that, I'm like, I flew Malaysian Airlines. I've been to Kuala Lumpur a couple of times, and it's just like, really? I, I thought, you know, when I flew Malaysian Airlines, I thought it was like the best airline I'd ever flown it was really a it was like it was like flying in the 60s i mean it was like they treated you like royalty on the plane it was great i wow. always yeah it was great wow. but then then when you well, said that I, I was like oh my gosh i'm gl- i flew that airline and i'm like oh my gosh and i made it back <laughs> Well, I couldn't believe the following days after they've lost a plane, you could still buy flights for 250 bucks going wherever over in Asia. And I'm like, oh, my God, people are still going. Yeah. They can't find their plane, guys. That's a serious ass problem. Yeah. I mean, the way you hop on things and keep at it is hysterical. I heard your thing about Bed Bath & Beyond and... I'm not letting that one go. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. No <laughs> sense. And then they had the gall last week to say we don't have enough inventory. When is the last time you've been in your store? That's all you have is inventory. I know. <laughs> 70,000 coffee pots that are from 1994. Let's get rid of those. Huh? Can we? There's a new thing. They have little pods. They don't even have... I, the whole thing to me, if somebody would truly investigate, it's not right. Like... <laughs> It's just not right. And I, I don't really know. I'm not the I'm not the, the better the biz, better business bureau or whatever, but somebody in charge of something needs to get on that. Well, we have you coming up. I mean, we're running out of time. We have you coming up at uh, Foxwoods at the end of uh, 
March and uh, the Wilbur, which I've actually performed at the Wilbur. It's a cool little theater. It's and, awesome. I yeah. love it. I love it because I feel like the bottom, it's got that old clubby feel. Right, like right. The tables with drinks. And sometimes the theaters, those performing arts centers, can get kind of staid and a little weird. And it's nice to be back in a, the Wilbur. I hope it never, anything, I hope never it never goes away it's just wonderful no it's one of the coolest places i've performed at was that so uh what do you have in store for fans this time around and what do you especially the rhode island fans who may not have gotten out to see you what do you want to say to them to kind of get them to come on out and see you and make the trip well rhode island here's what i know i know one person from rhode island his name's jim mcdonald he's a very funny comedian and then he had to explain as a midwest person like when you say rhode island I don't honestly understand where that's at. Like, I know when I'm in it that I'm there. And I know, like, kind of where New Hampshire is. But you could, if you kicked me out of a car in Rhode Island with no money or phone, you, I'd be lost for years. Like, You're not one of those know. people who think Long Island is Rhode Island, are you? No, no, I'm not that bad. Uh, come on now. I'm a little <laughs> bit better than that. But uh, my heart goes with Rhode Island because I love my friend Jim McDonald. So there you go. Well, that's all I got. It's going to, I just feel like, I, I I think coming to a live stand-up show, if it's a stand-up you like, it's just a, like, to me, my act is like the movie Arthur. You don't really remember exactly what you saw, but you had a good time and you didn't think about any, you didn't think about anything hard or stressful for an hour and a half. Well, I think so. the Catholic guilt thing or their Catholic thing will fly in with Rhode Islanders because it's a big Catholic state. Most yeah. of us are, most of us are lapsed, but you can get, that'll fly with yeah. a lot of Rhode Islands. But I still have to take my mom to the Vatican every other year oh really you've taken it to the vatican oh yeah and then she told me the one year we're in like a five mile long line she's like well if i would have she has a friend who's a nun liz and she said well i should have had if we'd have had liz here we could have just gone to the front of the line i'm like i would have paid for liz to come (laughs) you tell me this now mom we had a we had a sneaky way to get in here and i didn't know that my god i of course i would have paid for that and liz is a lot of fun she drinks and smokes she's a good time A lot of those nuns are a lot more fun than they get credit for. Um, Liz is a blast. I'm like, man, I, who knew that if you got the Catholic hookup, there's ways to circumvent that 10-mile line at 9 in the morning. Well, you seem like the kind of person that I don't drink anymore, but I used to drink. But you're the kind of person that you could just go sit at a bar with and get into a conversation with. And then the next day will pop around and you wouldn't even realize that time has gone by because it's you're that funny and that interesting of a conversationalist. Well, it's a wonderful thing when you can find a job that is exactly what you wanted to do. Because I remember my dad going, well, you know, you're terrible at science and math. Totally true. And I hate it. He goes, well, what would you really like to do? I go, I don't know. I like hanging out in bars and talking. And then what? the odds i find a job that does exactly that it's exactly I mean, it's that's what your comedy that's like i said that's why it reminds me of norm and, and cliff in a combination having a conversation with each other sitting at a bar stool and cheers that's it's like that's what you're like on stage a combination of those two doing a comedy routine on because you come up with those trivia bits and then you go off on these tangents about like the malaysian airlines bed bath and beyond <laughs> these bizarre i mean you go off on your catholicism you talk about afghanistan your trips to afghanistan and, and you've flown into the bible and things like that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the things of my career I will never forget. I mean, you, you remember, oh, I met Bob Hope. Okay, that's exciting, whatever. But flying into Afghanistan, I was just like, oh, what were we thinking? This is not fixable. <laughs> Love it or list it. We got to list it. We right. got to list it. We and, can't fix it. And the whole thing with the shower is taking a shower and you wouldn't take a shower with your Marshall's tennis shoes because 
<laughs> you didn't want to get electrocuted. And yeah, it's, it's Russian electricity from the last time they tried to invade Afghanistan. Okay, well, I don't. I barely feel good about the electric in my house when my dad works on it. I sure don't feel good about this. So yeah, not <laughs> not not one of the greatest trips, but it was, it's so worth it when you get back to the states and there are people that will come up to me after shows and go, "I saw you when I was in Afghanistan." That like means the world. That's just awesome because you're like, does anybody even care that we came? I mean, I don't need a thank you card, but you know, is this resonating? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but it, it did. They remember. They all remember. It's great. Well, I, I know you've probably got other things to do besides talk to this guy in Rhode Island, but I'm I'm happy. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to your show because I've, I've never seen you live, and uh, I'd like to see you at some point. And yeah, come great. back and say hi. Yeah, that'd be great because uh, I mean, I, like right. I said, I've met Lewis a few times. He's a funny guy. His conversations. Yeah, he's a great guy. They're always a trip. Those are always a trip. And I know that you and him had a relationship over the years, but it's you're just friends now, right? Yeah, I just talked to him this morning. I was talking to him about the game, the football game last night, and he did not do well in the fantasy football league, and he's very sad. So oh, you. that's too bad. And I like I yeah. like the fact that on his specials he announces you, which is kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, he always. He always I, I told him, look, you'll get a dozen golf balls for cable, and if it's <laughs> network TV and you shout me out, you'll get uh, two free rounds in Kiowa, South Carolina. Do, do you use that <laughs> Kathleen Madigan song anymore? That was in Bothering Jesus. I thought that song. I got was... a new. I got a new one for the new special. So Is it a I got a new one? Same person or? Yeah, Jan Arden from yeah. Canada. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I mean, I, like I said, you're. I'm. I can't wait to see a new special. I can't wait to see you live. And if you've never seen Kathleen live, you really ought to go check it out because she's one of the funniest comedians out there. So, all right. I'll well, see you there. I thank you very much for taking the time, and it's been a pleasure talking to you. And hopefully, I'll see you either at Foxwoods or at the Wilbur. All right, either one. They're both fun. Wilbur. Yeah, they're both fun. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks very much, and have fun in Nashville. All right, will do. Bye-bye. Okie dokie. Thanks to Kathleen Madigan for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. You can experience Kathleen Madigan live when she brings her boxed wine and tiny banjos tour to Foxwoods on March 31st or the Wilbur in Boston on April 1st. For more, giggle on over to foxwoods.com or thewilbur.com. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, the Rhode Island Blood Center, Providence Ballet Theater, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 